Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of the Dennis Knows Food podcast. I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and in this week's episode, we've got info to share with you on our latest inventory editions, Google advice to grow your business, and we've got barbecue on the brain. National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day was April 20th. For this week's foodie fact, we're asking, when was pineapple upside down cake first popularized in American culture? When was pineapple upside down cake first popularized in American culture? I'll have the answer for you at the end of the podcast. Following up on main food news we shared with you in episode 37, Salmon and Instagrammin', the Belfast City Council has unanimously approved a zoning ordinance that changes a rule and allows Nordic Aqua Farms to move forward on its $150 million Phase 1 project to build one of the largest indoor salmon aqua farms on its 40-acre site off Route 1. Nordic Aqua Farms will still be subject to further hearings through this permitting process, which includes reviews, permit approvals from state and federal agencies, as well as additional local approvals. The Aqua Farm, if everything goes according to plan, is projected to produce 33,000 tons of Atlantic salmon per year. This week, we've added 15 new items to our inventory, including a slew of new items in the breakfast category. If you want to know more about breakfast, you can visit our breakfast page, dennisexpress.com breakfast. We've also added individual portion sizes of Jif peanut butter, chocolate fountain syrup, organic sweet corn, frying oil, sliced Kalamata olives, cream sauce base, tortellini, New England-style brioche lobster rolls, and fresh pepperoni. Also recently added to our inventory, Korean Beef Barbecue from Cafe H. Korean Beef Barbecue from Cafe H is a premium ingredient, ready to anchor your next internationally inspired dish. Tender sliced beef is authentically seasoned with rich flavors of traditional Korean spices, including ginger, soy, sesame, and garlic. Great for Korean barbecue dishes, sandwiches, tacos, rice and noodle bowls, pizzas, flatbreads, and more. You're really going to like this ingredient. To learn more about this new item, or to learn more about any of our other recent inventory additions, just visit our website at www.dennisexpress.com. Just scroll down the page a little bit until you see the new products button. May is National Barbecue Month. Oh, just thinking about it makes me hungry. To celebrate and to help our customers grow their profits, we've put together a huge page of resources for food service operators looking to add or update barbecue offerings on their menus. Bringing backyard barbecue into your dining room is a great way to capture seasonal food trends and satisfy your customers summertime cravings. 
visit dennisexpress.com slash barbecue, that's BBQ, for recipes, center of the plate proteins, a wide assortment of products, from ingredients to sides to sauces and more, including a brand new lineup to our inventory, Curly's Barbecue, featuring consistent, full-flavored meats of the highest quality. We've even got information on regional barbecue flavors and an overview of popular barbecue smoking woods. There's something for every type of establishment. Whether you're already a grill master or you're just breaking in to the barbecue game. Now, joining us for a discussion on how you can use Google to help grow traffic to your restaurant, food service operator and social media guru, Katrina Peterson. Oh, good afternoon, Katrina. Uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Luke. I am great. Even though it's cloudy and way too cold today for almost, well, the middle of April, um, I'm happy to be talking to you. Oh, me too, me too. I saw you at the uh, main restaurant show down in Portland. Did you have a good time at that? I did. That was a great show. It was really, um, you guys had a huge booth. Yeah, we, um, we have a big one. Which was awesome. I think it was the biggest booth there. Uh, it was great. It was There was a lot of the more local-focused um, food, and that was really nice to see. So, yeah, it was great to see you there. Yeah, yeah. And we had, uh, we had talked a little bit about doing a Google My Business podcast, and uh, we're, we're getting around to it now, but this, to me, is a really important thing for business owners of, of any kind to be on, but especially valuable for food service operators. Absolutely. It is sort of one of those must-do things. Um, it's, I guess I would compare it for somebody that maybe might not be familiar. It's sort of like maybe 20 years ago what it would compare to being in the phone book. Um, you know, if you're not on Google My Business, you're really, um, either you might not be there at all or what's there might be outdated and old information um, that Google just kind of pulled it on its own. And uh, sometimes it's all right, but most of the time you want to be able to control that. Actually, all the time you do. Exactly. And I think you kind of hit it right on the head in that people have listings on Google. Your business is there because it's a real place. And so Google has listed it so people can find the information. But if you're not actively playing a role in controlling that information, controlling your business listing, which you can do and is free to do, uh, you're missing a big opportunity. Absolutely. And so that actually brings up a really good point is the first thing you should absolutely do is on your phone, you can go to, if you have Google Maps or you can go in your browser, whatever you have. If you have an iPhone, you can go to Safari. If you have um, an Android, go to Chrome. Um, or whatever browser you use on your mobile device, um, and you can just Google your business name um, or use Google Maps. The other thing you can do is on the computer, just literally go to google.com and type in your business name and see what happens. And if you are Googling yourself and you see yourself on the map, um, there actually is a way to clean your listing. And I think you're in front of the computer, Luke, so maybe you can give people a little bit more detailed instruction as to where on the page they might be able to find that? Sure. It's it's typically around the contact information. It will say, is this your business 
other websites like Yelp and TripAdvisor use uh, Claim Your Business, and it's basically a prompt for the operator to click on, and then they'll have a choice of verifying it through the telephone, and they call the physical business phone number, or if you don't have a phone number um, that's tied to the business, it'll, it'll offer a, a paperwork option where you basically have to prove you are the owner of the business. And when I walked through this exercise with Dennis, I hit the little button and it called the phone number on file, which was our 1-800 number, and within a few minutes I had the code I needed to claim the business and go in and, for example, I needed to correct our hours of operation and uh, location. It was listing us in Bangor, Maine, but we're actually in Hamden, Maine. So it was actually right. causing a headache for people that were using the Google Maps to get to our business. Yes, and um, I actually that was something I had written down that we definitely needed to talk about, so I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, so a lot of you, especially that would be in a smaller business, maybe you're just using cell phones, you're not using a landline anymore, you may not actually be able to use the option of the phone verification. Um, if you have a restaurant and you've got a landline, great, you should be able to use that option. But if not, the postcard is going to be the way that you verify. And watch out because the postcard is going to come. And I know a lot of you might already be getting um, postcards from Google that say, you know, free AdWords if you participate in AdWords. And you could easily miss this postcard. I know some people that have said, oh, I went to claim my business and I never got the postcard. Well, if you start, you know, when you get mail from Google and you, you're going through this verification process, make sure you look at it closely because it's very easy to miss. It's a, it's a I think, at least at the time it, when I did it, it was a postcard. Um, so make sure you're not tossing that postcard because they literally do send it to you in the mail um, to verify that's your location. That which is especially a great point. I mean, it could look like <laughs> a piece of junk mail because I get those free AdWord things all the time. And so if a postcard came, I would easily overlook it. Just like a 10 hours of free AdWords. Right, right. <laughs> and I know because I've had conversations with people that I verified my business. I don't understand. I never got the postcard. And then I say, well, it's, it's, well, they say, I never got anything. And then you say, well, you know, it's a postcard. And it looks a lot like the other mail that Google sends. And they go, oh, you know, maybe I threw it away. And um, so it can just cause, you know, a little bit of a delay because it does take them a week or two to get the postcard out. So just once you go in to verify, watch your mail closely and make sure you're not just kind of going through. And I know as business owners, we all get a ton of junk mail because everybody's trying to sell us something, right? <laughs> We're trying to sell people our things, but they're trying to sell us too. So just watch your mail closely. So if you get the postcard and you set yourself up, then you're going to have all these awesome options. And Google actually has a great app for any device. Um, you know, if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, or if you're using it on the computer. But I think as small business owners, and not that everybody's a small business owner, but you yourself too, you're at a, a larger company, um, I'm sure it's easy when you can manage, you know, from a mobile device. If you if you want to do a post or you want to put up pictures, um, it can be a quick thing to do. It doesn't need to be this sort of hours and hours of work. You know, we know food service operators are very busy. It's more open to close for a lot of owners. Mm -hmm. The Google My Business app makes it easy to do these things in between other activities. If you have it on your phone, it's just a matter of thumbing over to the app and swiping through to check on your insights or how your ad is performing. You mentioned the, the map search, right, to see if you're listed there or if your phone mm -hmm. number comes up. 
But one of the things you can do and see when you're on Google My Business, when you've claimed your listing, you can see how many people are searching for your business. You can see how many people have uh, requested directions to your location or have requested or clicked on the phone number to call you. And it's a really interesting take. If you like analytic data, you can see how what you're putting out on your website and how you're using Google My Business is affecting traffic to your business. And you can also see how uh, they're responding to any changes you make to that. So if you start posting more photos, are you getting more traction? Is your cheeseburger bringing in more business than your french fries? It's fantastic stuff. Absolutely. I think you make a really good point. One of the very easy visual ways that Google breaks it down is they tell you how many people have found you by typing in the name of your business and how many people have found you by typing in a general term. So I'll give you a my real world example, I'm a bakery where I have the wooden spoon. Um, and so I can see how many people actually typed in the wooden spoon and how many people typed in the word bakery or cookies or bread. Um, so I can actually use that to then go on my website, make sure to use that word a little bit more so that um, when people search, they're picking me up even higher. It's a, such a great way to laser target what you're selling and who's looking for it and match those two, you know, the, the customers you need with the products you have. The analytic data there, digging down and really seeing how people are searching for your business, using your website, the traffic you're getting, it's powerful, powerful stuff. And anybody who's seen the pure Google Analytics window, it's it's daunting. There is a Yes. <laughs> it's scary. You can set mm-hmm. up all kinds of reports. And I'll be honest, I more often use the Google My Business app than I do the analytics stuff because I don't have to dive deep all the time. Mm-hmm. For anybody who wants to know more about how their business is performing online but is new to that game, the Google Analytics platform is is scary. But the Google My Business, which takes cues from that same architecture, is very, very basic in comparison. So you get great information, but it's not overwhelming. So you can see, and it's very clearly labeled, how customers search for your business, and it shows you. When customers view your business on Google, what are they doing? Are they searching for a listing? Are they clicking on you through a map? how many people have requested phone calls and website address. It's very, very basic data that's also very useful. So it's a great stepping stone into that analytic world. Absolutely. And it, and I have to, again, say the phone app is just so great. It really gives you, like, bite-sized information that you can look at quickly. So if you're in, let's say you're, you know, you're, as you mentioned, you know, everybody's always busy, especially in food service, and we're all working crazy hours. Um, but if you're standing there and you're and you're talking to maybe some of your staff or your business partner, um, really quickly you can just pull up your phone and say, hey, look, you know, um, a thousand people this month were looking for wedding cakes. That's not something we do, but, wow, if that many people are searching – and maybe it's something we want to think about. Um, and it's just really easy to use as you are going. It's a great business tool, not just a tool to, you know, help people find you, but to actually help you drive your business. Um, you need to make sure your address is correct. You need to make sure that your hours are in there. Um, one of the great things about Google Google's hours is that, well, one, like you said, yours were wrong, right, for Dennis, um, in the wrong location, too. Yeah. Is that what I heard? Yeah. So, so great that you went in there and changed them. But you can also put so for um, especially in the food service industry, if there's holidays, um, if you have 
special things coming up or you need to close, you can put special hours. And so you can say like today, you know, normally we'd be open till six or only open till two and Google will reflect that immediately. So when people, for instance, search you on the map, it's going to tell them that, you know, you're already closed, um, which is great. And it's, it's such a um, useful tool because of course you don't want people showing up to your establishment if you're not open. That's not a good customer service experience. And those changes happen almost instantly. I can change information or post a new photo, and if I refresh the search page and I search for Dennis Paper and Food Service or Dennis Paper or Dennis Food, on that right-hand side, anything that I've changed automatically is updated with the latest information. Yes, it's great. So really, again, once you verify, it's once you've verified and they say, okay, we know it's you and you're the, the right person in the right place, um, they trust you and they really do a good job of, of instantaneously updating, which is really awesome. Um, so is there anything that we missed? Well, my favorite feature. We haven't talked about my favorite feature. It's <laughs> a brand new feature. Well, eh, a few months, maybe a year old, mm-hmm. but nobody's taking advantage of it and it's huge. Google actually added the ability for businesses to do posts. It's very much like an Instagram or a Facebook post, but it appears on the search page. And so basically, you have the ability, if you are doing, use the example of holidays, for example, if you're doing a special holiday hours or you've got a, a food item that you're featuring on your menu or a signature dish, you can put that as a Google post under your business. And when people search for, let's say, Wooden Spoon Bakehouse, it would show up on the right-hand side with uh, if you were doing a crumpet uh, school or if you had mm-hmm. a pie sale or whatever you wanted to do, you are augmenting search results with your own business post. And it can be like an ad. It could just be a general photo. It could be of your team, anything you want, really. And yes. you can link to whatever you want from that post. You can link to your web page. You can link to your Facebook page or, or whatever you want to do. Right. I think there's, and actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something I use because Google, when you have the app on your phone, it'll tell you like, your post is about to expire. You should make a new one. And I don't, I do posts and I do pictures. I don't spend a ton of time, but I do know they get looked at. I can tell by the analytics. Um, but the great thing is like you were saying, you know, I think they add, it's the ability that you can say like, learn more. They actually will add a button that says learn more or click here or call now. And you can choose the action from that post, the customer is going to take. So if you are saying in your example, you know, maybe like holiday sale coming up um, or pie sale, um, you can actually put a button that says call now to order um, or, you know, to order and then the button would say call now. So um, it's very customizable and also, again, very quick to do. Absolutely. So I, I love it. I'm with, totally with you on that. And because it's all on the phone, uh, if you want to use just the phone app, you can take a picture on your phone. You can make the post right from your phone, and you can literally be doing this on the go while you're at the bank waiting for the teller to wrap up. I mean, this does not have to take a lot of time and energy. If it's if it's something that you have to fit in between tasks, so be it. it the app, the platform allows you to fit it into your schedule. Oh, absolutely. And I can tell you, again, from experience, and you know from experience, it works. People are looking at, I mean, you're a small bakery in a small town um, growing, but we get thousands of views a month of our Google pictures and um, of every single one of them that we post. And same thing with our posts. So uh, people are looking at them and they're finding them. And from the smallest business to the biggest one, um, it's a place you need to be. And I highly recommend you get on there if you haven't already. (laughs) 
If uh, if people out there have any questions, um, you know, obviously we have our podcast at DennisExpress.com. You can email us. Katrina, can they reach out to you for advice and help? Absolutely. Um, my email is Katrina at WoodenSpoonBakehouse.com. Uh, but our Facebook page, um, The Wooden Spoon, you can find us in Winterport, Maine. Uh, oh, and we did want to tell people, if you're using the browser, you want to go to business.google.com to set this all up, right? Yeah, I think that was the URL. They've even got a 1-800 number if, uh, if you have questions and, and need answers before you get started. Um, it's right. incredibly oh, yeah. easy to do, though. The hardest part might be just finding the postcard in the mail. Right, it exactly. It's anything stopping people from doing this. I mean, it is it's free, it's powerful, and it's, it's the first page of Google. If people search for even anything close to your business name and they're near you, they're going to see the information that you're affecting on Google, and that's powerful. Absolutely, it is. Look, this was a fun podcast. Hopefully, we can do another one fairly soon. Absolutely. When I'm all done, I'm going to make a Google post about it so that it shows up on the search page. (laughs) Awesome. I'll do one, too. Awesome. (laughs) Katrina, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. And now, it's time for the answer to this week's foodie fact. We asked, when was pineapple upside-down cake first popularized in American culture? The answer, the 1920s. In the 1920s, maraschino cherries and pineapple were popular and readily available products to the American public. The pineapple upside-down cake became even more popular when the Hawaiian Pineapple Company ran a series of ads in women's magazines. That was back in 1925. The Hawaiian Pineapple Company was later renamed to Dole. Well, that's going to do it for us and episode 41 of Dennis Knows Food. If you know someone who might enjoy our podcast, tell them they can find it in the iTunes podcast section. Just search for Dennis Knows Food. As always, I'm your host, Luke Labrie, and we're putting the foodie back in food service. For more information on the latest food service products, recipes, news, and barbecue, mm, visit our website.